2: The Airbus Podcast. Thanks for listening to the show. It's a basketball show today. My
3: name's Jamel. My name's Peter.
1: My name is Mike. Hello. Welcome, happy basketball. Happy
3: basketball. Happy yes, basketball I beat to you. y'all.
1: Um, Peter, I feel like it's about the time where you start really caring about basketball again now that like football is wrapping up.
3: I'll have you know, I had to move my nine-month-old daughter into my two-year-old's bedroom this weekend. So now my wife and I can be in separate rooms in the evening. That's the And dream. nothing will increase my basketball watching more than being able to get away from my wife after 7.30. <laughs> so, yeah, football too, but hell yeah, baby. Well, no longer quietly shifting in bed. If you are waking uh, up a baby. We have a great guest
1: today, so I'm going to get uh, business out of the way and introduce him. Uh, go to Patreon.com/slash AirBudsPod if you want to support the buds. Five dollars a month gets you bonus episodes, access to the Discord, and uh, now what has become the Dab Game slash Shot Fun Game.
2: Yeah, Peter, did we tell Yeah, about? I'll drink one beer too. I'll start the game with a beer.
3: Wait, I thought those were two separate entities. I didn't realize you were combining them.
2: No, this game is turning into the game of all games.
3: So this is just going to be the game that kills Jamel.
1: And Benner. It's going to kill us both. We'll, i'll explain to our guests what this is in a moment yeah uh, okay if you, yeah, can go yeah, to Patreon, if you can't go to patreon.com slash pod go to apple Podcasts and spotify give us five stars that helps a lot and now today we have a very special guest you know from his podcast the growlicks save the world and you know being like a nationally touring headlining comedian his excellent new special wallpaper is available now on youtube please welcome adam Caton holland Hey, thanks for having me on the pod. I,
4: I want to hear about this game. And the pa- I'm, I ha- I'm not a Patreon member yet, but tell me about this game, y'all. Uh, check this out.
2: Okay, so here's the deal.
4: It's supposed to
2: be me playing Mike Benner, because one day I said I was good at basketball, and Benner like laughed at me, and I was like, you know what, Benner, how about at this? You. We play-. He I know you're at good at basketball. Face. He laughed at me, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, don't let him lie to you. I go to sleep thinking about how you laughed at me.
1: The thing I laughed at was you saying you could beat me eleven to zero. <laughs> While and then and then he added this on top, Adam. He said, "Anytime I score a bucket, he will smoke a dab."
2: I'll take a dab, <laughs> but I'll I'll hit a whole wax, a full a
1: grown-up size dab. Wow. Yeah, and so uh, I think Jamel was having a buyer's remorse on this bet <laughs> the other week. <laughs>
3: Because he's so, gonna uh, die. Because by by <laughs> yeah, grown up, intense.
2: I mean smallest amount to legally call a dab. By the way, we yeah, know, but if he gets any, you, if he gets
4: if he gets five points, you're you're fucked up, Jamel. I mean, I don't know your tolerance. We say, but...
2: And we said the game should be to five. Because if I lose, I mean, that's probably would be. <laughs> yeah, that's that a individual.
1: humane. That's a humane sort of pivot on this game. I feel yeah. first to five. five. We had another Humane Pivot where uh I don't know if you're aware of what a shot fun is, but is uh, WNBA star Elena Donne sells a thing called a shot fun, which is literally a, a shotgun that you load a beer into, cock it, and then shoot it into your mouth. Like it sprays the liquid. It's not like a beer can. Like you you pour a no, beer. No, 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 just and... just a liquid. It doesn't just launch a beer can into just your a beer face. can in your face.
3: Yeah. And it also is like out of like where like the Like this, like the cock of the gun would be too. So it's not out of like the front of it. It's like you do this, and then you kind of like hold it back.
4: Oh, okay, okay.
0: Yeah,
1: I don't know. Any type of drinking and guns, you know, it's always a good idea. Always. It does seem like a very weird product to put your name on in 2023 when she started. Especially, it's like you don't
4: see that coming out of the WNBA. I could feel
1: that. I could see that coming out of like the WWE
4: or some shit. But, like, WNBA seems a little smarter, I'd like to think, but I guess not. I guess not.
2: Listen, man, athletes are athletes, bro. And Elena right. Deladon yeah. is one of the biggest bros of all time. She just <laughs> pounds beers, hangs out with her dog.
1: And she's very into crew woodworking. Crew neck
2: sweatshirts and woodworking.
1: Yeah. Um, so now, now it is when Jamel scores a point, I will shot fun a beer, low ABV, and Jamel will do a dab anytime time I score. And that's what the game is now. Has this game think... ever happened? Has it happened yet? Or are you just still no. posturing? We're still okay.
2: we're we're kind of getting the um the energy of this is the promotional campaign. We're gonna do a
4: weigh in.
1: Hell yeah! Oh
4: shit! Well, I've Jamel, made you myself also, years, I'm
3: afraid, <laughs> Jamel. You also like uh, haven't been smoking weed this month. I feel like you need a couple months to get your tolerance back up in preparation for this game. Oh no! Nah, like, listen,
2: I already on- i I ran the diagnostics. I already could I could, I could smoke weed one day. I'll be fine.
1: <laughs> yeah. That was that was another twist is that we're doing this in early February and Jamal decided to take the the month of January off from smoking weed. <laughs> so, this is so really this is epic shit. I and might I have to show up
2: entire month off. Who said that? You know what I'm saying? I might have <laughs> I might have smoked some weed at the gym the other day. Right.
1: You had a dry sober January.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's the, and the, no all weed, no lemonade. That's what I'm dry from.
4: I'm doing a dry January, but it's just I don't use
1: ChapStick, so my lips are really dry. Mm. (laughs) Mm. I do a dry year every year, I think, if that's the case.
4: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's whatever you need it to be.
1: Yeah. Uh, I
3: I actively committed to a a dry January, and I'm not... I just want to say this is the drunkest month I've had in probably years, so I just want (laughs) to be very clear. I've um, been worse than ever, Um, started off the new year with a bang. But Benner, please let's, let's talk oh, no, about Oh no, I kind of did the 47. same
1: thing, where I I also committed to a dry January, but then I had a movie come out and had to go to a bunch of events, and uh I'm not gonna fucking have to talk to Shutter executives without having like three drinks in me, you know? I do. Yeah, yeah. That's why they didn't. Anyways, Adam,
2: because I was four drinks, I I had five drinks and talked to him. <laughs>
1: Uh, I watched Wallpaper last night. It's so funny. It's so good. Uh, Can you tell our listeners a little bit about it? Hell yeah. Thanks for watching it.
4: Um, Yeah, I've done like six comedy albums in my life, but I've never recorded one with cameras. You know what I mean? Like a special. So this is the first special, so to speak. um, And I'm real proud of it. Peter, you can probably relate. I got two kids. I got a five-year-old and a two-year-old. So it's, it's my fatherhood album, but... Even if you're not a parent, people are telling me they're, they're digging it. So I really wanted it to like hit with everybody. But yeah, it's about being a dad and the, the shift that comes with that. And there's a lot, lot to write about that.
3: I'll be real with you right now, Adam. I'm so fucking pumped to watch this with my wife. Um, because we got home from the hospital with our first kid. Um, and the first thing we watched together was whatever the latest Jim Gaffigan special was at the time. And that shit hits fucking different. As soon as you pop a kid out, um, so uh, listen, I don't, I don't want Benner and Jamel to like it as much as I do. I am your <laughs> target demo.
4: Well, I mean, um, for sure, Peter. I knew it was going to hit hard with you, and I appreciate that. But I do feel like there's a concern when you're a comedian. It's like, and here's my dad, hour. You don't want to be this hacky, kids say the darndest shit guy. because. So I really wanted it to hit, to still be like my sense of humor, but fatherhood.
2: But dads are, well, we all agree that dads are the funniest uh, genre of person, <laughs> you know. <laughs> genre of person?
4: They are funny, but, you know, teen teenagers are pretty funny. They're just mean.
2: Yeah. That's hurtful, though. Dad's that never hurtful. hurtful. <laughs> well, I mean, dads are physically, kinder. maybe. Not with words. <laughs> well, sometimes yeah, with words.
4: Yeah, dads can really hurt the most, actually. But I'm trying to not be that guy. <laughs>
3: I had a friend of mine who's got kids your age who described as – I'm in the the early toddler infant stage right now. Yeah, yeah. They described it as going from like physical warfare to early psychological warfare with like a a, a six-year-old where like it just starts to get much more – it's not on the ground and it's more mind games on a daily basis.
4: Yeah, dude, I'm worried because I just feel – like I talk to people who have teenagers and they're like, strap in, asshole. Like you have no idea. Like I had one guy – give me a piece of advice. And he was like, your job as a dad to a teen is they can just unload on you and you just got to take it. Like he's like, you're doing a good job. If they come home and they unload on you, that means they're not putting it out in the world. You're the safe guy for them to be a piece of shit to." And I was like, wow, that's, that's a hard pill to swallow, but it's actually good advice. It's like in, in a weird developmental way, they need to rebel against you so just if you can grin and bear it, you're really giving them the best gift you can possibly give them. And I was like, I'm not there yet because my five-year-old taking the slightest of stabs, I really fucking resent.
2: And they're going to start peeing in bottles. <laughs> you're going to have to watch out the Piss in the bottles.
1: And then there's that. And that's the curveball you just don't see coming. What is it about teen boys that just makes them want to pee in weird places?
2: Well, I know for me it was like okay, there's this basement area and if I'm in this area no one can hear me. But if you but if I leave the area you can hear me. But the internet is here and I got a boombox and I got a PS2. It's all here. But but if I so if I just stay here, I could just be in here all night. But if I go pee in the bathroom, it's done. I can't jerk off anymore. So it was more just to preserve <laughs>
1: My little sanctuary area. Was your whole family just waiting for you to open the door so they can like get into the jerk off room? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Everybody it's my turn. Like, hey, turn. It's, like, it's my, my turn. turn.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the family's all designated that the space. <laughs> it's yeah, <just> like, sorry. <laughs> yeah,
2: you know yeah, you how sometimes put it on you the might have chore a house. To- yeah, yeah, one of those houses where there's like a room you can't go in. Well, we had a room where you could only jerk off in. Was our version of the room, but you, you did have to take your shoes off. And
1: there if yeah, the I make so a lot, awesome. yeah.
2: yeah.
4: If it's I make a lot of money, I'm gonna add a jerk off room to the house for my two boys. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna we're gonna build a jerk off foyer.
1: Foyer, so people have to enter through
4: it. Yeah, you gotta enter through it. It's like this is what this <laughs> yeah. house is about. Yeah. Leave your shoes understand. in this room, but this is a this is a Jo house, and yeah, you need to know that. On, but just understand yep. what
2: we're gonna do after you leave well after you leave, but we will at yep. some point after you
4: leave. This is what's happening. This is what's happening. And you know right away who we are as a, as a family.
1: Yeah. <laughs> How do you feel knowing that you have two boys so that your house will be a J.O. house no matter what in 10 years? <laughs> nah. Just like you don't have take, a choice. Take
4: that shit to the streets, dudes. Get it out of my house. <laughs> That's the go, to, go to the park. Figure it out. Break into a car, go to a porta potty, and whatever you got to do, keep that shit out of my house. I'm just kidding. I'm not that woke. I'm not building a jerk off foyer.
3: <laughs> I don't know if that's woke.
4: I'm not sure.
3: I'm not it's sure woke. Sure that's I haven't done
4: the research, but I'm pretty sure that's what woke means building jerk off rooms.
2: <laughs> I get it. Because that's the it's type of shit you see. It's one of them shits, but it's like two sex. Po- it's like. It's like one of the it's like when real sex has the old people having sex, and it's like, yeah, this is too totally positive. turn down the positivity.
4: <laughs> nice real sex reference. I haven't thought about real sex in a while. You'd I'm be like, a, that, well, speaking of a sti- speaking of j and J and off, you'd be a horny teen and you're like, all right, real sex is on hBO. There's gonna be yeah. some good shit. and it was always like maybe thirty seconds of something jerk offable. and then, like, a horror show into the world of sex For old Dude, people And old weird people communities
2: Fucking <laughs> totally. in tree houses yes, Why are exactly. they in the tree houses Why, the are, the, why are they all built like Clark? Money. Yeah. Why are they all built like Caitlin Clark Benner <laughs>
4: <laughs> We're at a Furry convention in Salem Oregon And these are the <laughs> ugliest people
1: You've ever seen Have at it kid hey,
4: Alright
3: here we go <laughs>
1: And then we're gonna tease the sex for like in whole eight minute segment just to give you fourteen seconds of this is pre internet yeah. USA yeah. up all
4: night just hoping something comes into your window of jerk offable, and yeah. real sex was not
1: giving it to you.
2: Up yeah. all night, kudos.
1: Gen Z does not know how good they have it. For have real? any of
2: your kids? Have either of your kids taken to the Nuggets? Does it, do either of them seem pro Nuggets early Big time.
4: on? big time man we just took it them is. both to their first game and you know they're 5 and 2 uh so i was i was hoping they get to the first half but they stayed until midway through the fourth quarter and we were way up so it was yeah they yeah, stayed the whole i mean we fed them with with every popcorn and and hot dogs yeah. and all of it you got to ply your kid the whole time but they're into it cuz they've seen me watching religiously and they've got jokic jerseys and my 2 year old i can be like all right name nuggets and he starts going jokic and then he's like Jamal Murray KCP, like he know, he know, he
1: goes deep. He can name the starting five. He's two. That's pretty
4: good.
2: Hey. That's pretty good. That is pretty good.
1: Uh, in your best estimation, is Nikola Jokic the greatest nugget of all time? Oh, absolutely. There's just like no coming back
4: from that. I think before that, it, you could say it was probably mellow. If you wanted to go further back, you know, like Alex English was a real beloved nugget. Um, But yeah, I think Jokic has blown it out of the water. Like Denver's always been a sort of football town and the Broncos have always been King, but now with Jokic and all the success he's had, I feel like he is Mount Rushmore, Colorado sports just up there for sure. And he's kind of embraced the community. Like, you know, he's a, he's a reclusive guy. He doesn't want the limelight. I in th- Denver is a pretty like polite town. So I don't, I think people don't mess with him as much as they would in other cities. And I think he's kind of aware of that. Like there's a playground where he takes his kid and like people know that, but they they leave him alone. You know what I mean? It's just, he also rolls with a crew of 50 Serbians and his brothers I'm not, I'm not that like nobody with fucks with them anyway. Right. But still, I just feel like in New York or LA, Jokic, he doesn't like the limelight anyway. I think the Denver, Denver's sort of size and sensibility fits the dude in an odd way. So it, it, we really love that dude here for sure.
3: It's super cool that you let him ride his like little horse and buggy too around, um, without <laughs> saying anything. Oh, they, they shut down the streets like
4: to. the president's in town. They're just like, sorry, Jokic wants to rip his horse <laughs> down this street, so you can't you can't go to like, the
3: courthouse. Like like William Taft is in town. Like, uh, <laughs> Bro, do totally
2: you know how? Do you know how pissed and stoked I would be if I was like late for a court date because Jokic was riding his horse and buggy? (laughs) Like, bro, he's such a good dude.
4: He'd just wait, he'd be like, My bad, he's it's good. You no longer have the case. You're good, you're off. Just go home.
1: His his like three seven foot Serbian brothers are like, Don't worry, we talk to Judge. (laughs) Those dudes are terrifying. The bigger one.
4: He worked out at the gym that I worked out at for a while. And so, like, I've sat in a steam room with the bigger Jokic brother, who's as tall as Jokic, head-to-toe tatted, and, like, lived through Civil War, seen some shit. Like, these are some disappear-you-in-the-night type of dudes. And he's the biggest fucker I've ever been around. But, yeah, they're they're scary fuckers. And uh, they're never too far.
2: They grew up like the like the hot boys did, like Lil Wayne <laughs> and like and like a white, like a European, hot like boy an Eastern situation. European
4: version of that. Yeah, yeah.
2: 14 year olds like shooting dogs and stuff. <laughs> I
4: like, think you're really right. Pricey. dude. I, I think they've seen some serious shit and I they have that just, sort yeah. of air about them.
3: Did you make small talk in the steam room with them?
4: no i didn't at all no it was dead silent it was dead silent. i walked in there it was just him and denver's small you knew i knew who it was immediately so i just like sat there and sort of took it all in hoping he would say something but it's like i'm not gonna break the ice with that so like so what do your tattoos mean (laughs) (laughs) it's it's here often Yeah, his heart is, this is heart of my teacher who was shot in front of me. Ah, (laughs) got it.
1: When you're around people that large, I think this is a fairly universal thing, because I used to work with a seven foot tall guy and like, you have an urge to like climb him and wrestle him. (laughs) Like there's just, when someone's that giant, it's just like a weird, you just feel like a kid again. And, like, this is, like, in, in the sauna with that guy is the exact wrong guy to have those feelings about. Let me try
4: but to I climb this
1: dude. Yeah, but I don't. I think of like, hey, man, can I climb you, like, in my towel? I, I've
2: never once thought to climb anybody. I've been around several people taller than me. I never once wanted to climb. Maybe that's because I'm, like, a fat guy. Because people do always want to wrestle me. I'm not, like, a tall guy. I think people want to
1: wrestle big
0: people. But yeah. as a
2: wide guy... Yeah, sometimes, I can't even, bro, I can't get a sandwich after 9 p.m. I go out on the streets, like a late night weekend sandwich spot. Somebody is for sugar, try to put their paws on me. So I just, I switch my whole As diet a,
4: around. I, I, my friends who are bigger guys, I always want to hug them. Do people always want to hug you? You just want to like hug a big dude.
2: Yeah, man, I'm like leaving Trader Joe's, like, dog, just give me my... You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I, whatever. I paid for a bag. I didn't pay for you to hug me on the way out the store.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I should have offered to climb the dude, but he didn't seem like he was in the mood. No, I'm guessing not.
1: Uh, Adam, yep. is this the year that Jamal Murray finally makes an all star team?
4: I don't know. They don't seem to be showing him the love. I think he's putting up the numbers. I don't know why Murray can't get, can't crack the national attention span. Like, I I guess he's kind of boring, or maybe he's Canadian, so they don't want to fuck with him. Like, I don't know, because I just see he doesn't get any national attention, and it's like, I'd rather have him than any other point guard in the league come playoff time. Dude gets it fucking done.
2: I suspect it's because he gets hurt at the wrong times. Like, this year, he missed, like, two weeks early in the year. He did.
4: He did. And that's
2: kind of, but then like
4: when it matters, we just played Boston. Right. And like Michael Malone sort of went in and made it like a playoff game. He's like, all right, shortened bench. We're just going to get it done against Boston. We had just lost to Philly and we sort of blew it at the end so that you could tell they were pissed. And so, and what are they, what happens? Murray puts up 35 with like 10 rebounds and eight assists. It's just like in the clutch when they really need it, he does get it done. So Certainly, having being out for that long with an injury, and you're right, this season he's injured. But I don't know, dude. I think he's so good. And I think this is
3: perfect for you guys, though. This is a great post championship season because it's still kind of somehow under the radar. So you don't have like this big ass target on your back. Yeah, and being you know fourth, fifth ish in the West, which is still seemingly so. It still has to go through you, if not home court, but like it still has to go through. Jokic, it's almost better, I feel like, than, I don't know. And maybe it's I, I, also just where you guys are located, but I, I like the position of where you guys are. If he doesn't make an all-star team, I think it kind of fits into that too.
4: I think you're right. Denver. And he also is a bulletin board type of guy. Like chip on his shoulder, he's going to come out and play. Like he likes that type of thing. So, But you're right. Last season, everybody counted us out you know, Kendrick Perkins being his stupid self talking about Jokic. It was all race, just being a moron. And, like, Denver likes flying under the radar because it's like, okay, underestimate us. Under If everyone was saying Denver's the Kings, this is a dynasty, blah, 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 we would probably crumble beneath the weight. But it's like, yeah, let us fly under the radar again. We're going to go back to back here.
1: It and does feel uh, like uh, you guys are, like, the ultimate flying under the radar because you are the four seed, but you – are tied in the wing column with the one and two seed. Um, so it's like, right. You're as good. We're, as like, a game, we're like a game out. Yeah. Yeah. But like, you know, you, there's like less pressure now.
4: I'm, I grew up in Denver. I'm used to it being a flyover city. I'm used to the national media, not paying any attention to it. And that is almost just like the MO in Denver. You're like, cool, please, please don't pay attention to us. Cause that's how we'll like sneak in and just dart your ass and win the championship. So, we're yeah, I love that, that that Murray's going under the radar like that. I don't think Aaron Gordon's going to make the all-star game. KCP is trying to get defensive player of the year, and he's playing lights out. Like, all those accolades, no one's even talking about it because it, it doesn't move the needle. It's not LeBron. It's not Steph Curry. We, we all know what they want to talk about.
2: Hey, you know what? Speaking of um, seeing uh, nuggets in steam rooms, I just remember, Ben, we saw KCP – we saw KCP, he really had to take a piss one time. We were at yep. a Sparks game and he was like, he was about to piss his pants and we let him Really? cut us in line for the bathroom.
1: Yeah, oh, I yeah. let I let him go in line ahead of me cuz he was like literally doing the pee pee dance like holding his dick, being like, "Hey, can I use the bathroom?" And I was like, "Yeah, man, go ahead."
4: My Appreciate buddy and I, who watch the Nuggets religiously, will text each other whenever he does something. We just go KCP doing KCP things, and I'm adding that to the list. <laughs> and yeah. doing the PP dance, literal KCP. to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Doing the KCP things. I love that. All
3: right.
2: are, are you worried world
3: world? about? Uh, are you worried about Michael Porter Junior.'s uh, February coming up, knowing that he's also going to be having to campaign for Nikki Haley? Is that? <laughs> Listen, homeschooled dudes do
4: weird things. That's all i got to say about yeah, that. Homeschooled dudes do weird things. Um, have you listened to Murray's pod? Or, nope. no, or not him, not Murray. Um, uh, Michael Porter Jr.'s podcast. Have you listened to it? No, I don't think I knew there no. was one. Go on. He's, he's got one called Curious Mike. Oh, uh, oh boy. Yep. <laughs> and oh, I've listened yeah. to two of them. One, he had Jokic on couple weeks ago and Jokic like doesn't do interviews so it's like the first time i've heard him talk for 30 minutes so it's cool in that regard um mm-hmm. but he's at aaron gordon he's a, like peyton manning on there it's you know you guys are podcasters it is what it is but it's just it's kind of adorable because you realize how young these dudes are you know he yeah. asks a lot about like you think you're gonna get married what, what how did how did you meet your girl like you can tell he's like becoming a man thinking about this stuff and Listen to Curious Mike, and you tell me what you think about the pod. I'm not going to disparage it. It's interesting to get that window into an NBA player's
3: world. I think that's a really valid uh, thing to just also highlight is how fucking young he is, and also very much of the, the uh, Kyrie Irving school of YouTube algorithms, where yes. it's like, you know, I I can't imagine what my kids are going to be like when they can just like put their contact lens in and have – all knowledge of everything brought to you by alphabet or meta or whatever. So uh, you're right. Maybe I should pass a little less judgment, but um, listen
4: so far MPJ, nothing anti-Semitic. So I still fuck with him. (laughs) (laughs) Any of that Kyrie Irving shit comes out done MPJ. I don't care how good that three is. Um,
3: The thing about Kyrie though was like, Kyrie was like just the eventual place. Like Kyrie was on that YouTube shit on the Cavs in 2016. Like, the flat Earth stuff. I'm a, a Cavs fan, and like when he was on like road tripping, when they were like recording it on the plane, like it's just this, you know, it's just a, Adam, a child. I,
2: who's... You you're new here. You kind of you made a big mistake if you mention anybody who ever played for the Cavs or oh, participated. In oh, I'm sorry that recently. I can't
3: talk about the team that I'm passionate about. At all, ever. Why am I banned? To to they
0: interview. beat the
3: Bucks last week. They beat the Bucs. It's oh, like I, a
2: Manchurian I, candidate type. <laughs>
3: oh, please. <laughs> you were sliding Wait, out, calves, man. I saw you. What you said, yeah, Cavs? Yeah, I big saw. big Cavs fan. Big Cavs fan. Well, the reason I like the Nuggets winning was same Cavs with beat the, the Raptors. Cavs beat the
4: Bucs so bad they fired their coach. That's how bad the Cavs beat the Bucks. That was wild. And they, just, Damn, and they beat
3: them again a couple nights ago, too, oh, with okay. Giannis. Um, they did a Do little, those little like, coach yet? are they just playing coach? Well, it's Doc Rivers. So, right? It's Doc like, Rivers now. The guy who's coaching that were, was for a second was Joe Brunty, who has like been, he is like the ultimate NBA interim coach. He coached before Quinn Snyder got there in Atlanta. He took over somewhere else too. He just looks like a two K version of an interim coach, like slicked back gray hair, glasses, Um, But what I was saying about uh, Denver, Toronto, there is something super satisfying about non-traditional NBA teams getting a championship. It just hits so different. Um, And these guys watched me uh, literally elevate my consciousness for the rest of my life, watching the Cavs win a championship. But um, it was so fun. And especially if you guys win it at home, there's just like this thing where I know your kids are like probably a little too young, but... You know, for you, a long-suffering Nuggets fan, it's like this thing that you will hold on to for the rest of your life. I'm fucking seven years removed or something, and it's still like I'm not going to expect another one ever. It'd be Dude. nice, but like one is Buddy, it's, it's, it's it's it. It's
4: your you villain. are you are preaching to the choir. Like, listen, I'm born from you can't help where you're born. I'm a small market team guy. I love that, and you're always going against big money and the coastal cities, that's just how it's gonna be. So when it does land, when you do get that championship, it means the world, especially the nuggets were like a punchline, literally my whole life. And there was like the Dikembe Matumbo era, but that still was like advanced one round in the playoffs, you know? So you talk about the boys remembering it, at the parade, I took my then one-year-old and four-year-old, and we stood around for an hour with nothing happening until the parade started. Cause I was like, I want that. Even if uh, there's a chance that's in their database of a frame of a memory, I want that shit in there. Cause I didn't have that. So yeah, it, it, it definitely, even if it's I loved like, when that Milwaukee won a few years ago. Same stuff. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> well, then, they, then they come down the road and they're like fire trucks, fire trucks. And I was like, oh, <laughs> KCP's hammered. Christian Brown's face down puking. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Uh,
1: Did you get to to interact with the shirtless Aaron Gordon?
4: No, I wish I had. Dude, my dad, my 77-year-old dad, loves Aaron Gordon so much. And, like, if you you start talking about him, yeah, we'll talk basketball for 30 seconds, and then it goes straight to how good-looking he is. He always just, like, loves the vibe of AG to the point that he's got a bobblehead, and my mom got him for his birthday Aaron Gordon's weird Japanese sneakers and like the sneakers and the bobblehead are by the TV, and it's like my dad's little AG shrine to it's his man crush AG. Dude. His JO, it's huh? a, it's, it's a J-O nice. room. It's a JO it's room. It's 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 <laughs> he's building his own JO room, and and God bless him. He's worked hard his whole fucking life. Kids are out of the house. Yeah. Get yourself an AG JO room.
3: And what a like, progressive stance by your mom to kind of like support and encourage the things that he loves, too. You Very know? cool
4: watching the new angles they're taking as a couple. Very fun to see <laughs> later in
2: life. Hey, hey, where's Pop? Oh, you know, he's just in the back, jacking off.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a nice young man.
3: A <laughs> Nice young man with sneakers, I got him.
1: You remember. For
4: the, the guy from Orlando, you remember. <laughs> so how you been? Totally. Sit down. Do you want some tea?
1: <laughs>
4: it's gonna wow. mi- be a minute. They're interviewing him in the pregame. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh Adam, I, I speaking of people talking about their teams too much, I am a sixers fan, and I haven't brought it up once yet.. Oh, so, shit. Um, let's yeah. Dive. wait a minute.
3: Better talks about the Sixers so much more, Jamal. and just because, because we
2: have why? To talk why? about the Sixers because the Sixers are a national entity. They're the fifth most popular team in the
3: league. Yeah, but like, come on, you know, I I, I show up to this podcast sometimes. <laughs> I show up to this podcast <laughs> occasionally. Uh,
1: but Adam, I want to know what your feeling is uh, in this. You know, we just watched uh, the Nuggets play the Sixers in rival rivalry week. Uh, Embiid, of course, did not play. But how do you feel about this weird? Force rivalry between the two, because I don't like it. It's
4: it is definitely forced. It's manufactured to get the to get, you know, the eyeballs on these games or whatever. And as somebody from a small market team, with Jokic is number one. Everyone's saying that, so it's like we Jokic is getting his due. But still, with any time the Nuggets get on national TV, I'm extra excited because that's still a rarity to me. You know what I mean? Cool. So like. If you want to saddle us as a rivalry with a team that is popular like the 76ers, yeah, absolutely. I think it's a bit manufactured, but I do think Embiid had, at this point is kind of ducking it real hard. And I think you Only know Yeah, he showed up that other game, he played great the, the yeah, last he just time beat we played. That nuggets the other night, yeah, in Philly. Here's the thing how I feel, and you're a 76ers fan, this shit matters to Embiid so much that it's kind of sad. And Jokic doesn't give a fuck. And that to me is like the difference between those two dudes. Like they're both killer. I would want them on my team any day of the week. I think Embiid whined and bitched about the MVP until he got one. And, and that, and Jokic checked out that season. Cause like, I don't want to deal with this shit. Kendrick's Perkin has made it racial and ugly. I'm stopping playing. I'm sitting games. I'm done with it. I think it, I think Embiid is a little more needy than Jokic. Who
1: doesn't even want to be in the league? <laughs> See, I I reject that narrative. Okay, I think right. there's a whole Jokic doesn't even like basketball. This is a job for him. I think he loves basketball. I think he hates America. I, I think, think you, might, just, be right I think you yeah. might be right about that. I think you might be right about that. I think you saw he that that game home. winner against Golden State where he hit that
4: three in the last second. He's screaming, losing his mind. He's into the game. He loves he loves basketball. But yeah, he does. He doesn't want to be out of serbia didn't like
3: sure. kerr talk shit to him or something in that yeah, game
4: dude. yep yeah he said he was diving and shit like michael jordan needs to punch steve kerr again and fix him
3: i think so i think now is actually the time to punch steve kerr he
4: just was a little he was like
3: 30 years too early <laughs> somebody somebody get
4: jordan on a plane to punch steve kerr just walk <laughs> the golden states practice deck his ass they'll win the fucking championship if he is does his it.
2: back stable enough to get socked in the face
4: I don't know. About we'll find that. out. Get a get a brace on him. Have medical have have medical staff look at him.
1: If it's Philly's medical staff, they'll sit him. We know that, don't we? <laughs> <Bennett>. <laughs> oh, geez. Uh I will say Joel Embiid uh obviously ran uh runner up behind Jokic two years in a row for MVP. And I think to want to be the MVP is a good thing. Um so like if you want to be the best player in in basketball and you're just kind of telling people I want to win MVP, people took that as whiny, but I took it as like him being like, I'm as good as Jokic. I want fucking recognition like he's getting. Um I, I think people took it as whiny but a little bit, but I asked and I think you're right. Yeah,
4: you want your best player to say, I'm the best player, and I want to be recognized as the best player. That's just confidence, that's athletes. I think people took it as you care more about the individual accolade than you care about a championship. And so if if Embiid this season where he's saying, I don't care if I miss the next six games and disqualifies me from MVP, if he just like sits and rests his knees and you all go deep and perhaps win, then I'll never say another fucking word about it. Like, all right, Embiid. Well, that's not going to happen. They're, they're, they're going to get bounced from the second round. Again. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. So it's like until you but, do okay, the well, thing. Here's it, another it, it thing. is it's well, championships, right? It's oh, championships. But if, you,
2: but if you realize you're never going to do the thing, then what is your other option? You just got to just sit there and be quiet and lose in the second round for the rest of your life? Or do you get on Twitter because you know how to tweet and you know how to save drafts? A lot of players don't know how to save their drafts <laughs> like Embiid does.
3: I think this is you also, also the year in? they're – they could definitely be in the Easter Conference final. Milwaukee is – Doc Rivers is not saving Milwaukee. They're No. They're he's hurting them. Yeah. <laughs> He's not coaching them. Where is he? Porzingis also, and the I, Porzingis and Joe Mazzuza, I do not. I'm not scared by in Boston. Still,
4: like there's I mean some- neither Boston. Boston. When we played them, that was really eye opening. I was like, all right, I think we can handle Boston. New York's coming up strong right now. They're looking. Although somebody just went down, right? Somebody just got injured. Yeah, big. Julius oh, Randall's oh, going to yeah. be out. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Apparently
1: missed just narrowly missed a serious injury, so he's only going to be out for a couple weeks, but. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I I think Philly could go deep, but yeah, it's just
4: we'll see. That you know, you know, you no better than I do. They. they they inevitably sort of fold. Yeah. But
1: we'll see. I will say this: you, you mentioned round, people.
4: Oh. You just throw Maziza
2: a Rubik's cube. <laughs> <laughs> throw him a, call a timeout late in the fourth and throw him a Rubik's cube.
3: Well, he we know he won't call a timeout late in the fourth, so might not be able to get it, one to him him it him there.
1: It is the weirdest mix of, like, inept coach and very good team.
3: I think if they hired Doc Rivers back, I would be like, I'd watch out for the Celtics. I just don't, I'm not confident that they're going to, I mean, I guess Drew Holiday does make them better, but I think Philly's got just as good of a chance as anybody to come out of East this year. Uh, Who do you think, Adam, like, who are you afraid of in the West right now? The West feels always slightly better than the East, but it also does feel like, it doesn't feel like any team this year feels um, undeniable. Like the Warriors teams felt like they were, they, no one was going to get in their way. But who were you sure. kind of concerned about heading into the second half of the season?
4: Um, You know, a couple of teams, the Clippers are starting to look pretty gelled together. And like, typically you think like, you know, four big stars, this is going to fall apart. This formula is not working, but lately they seem to connect and they kind of seem to be like not talking a big game, just like getting it done. They seem to be kind of keeping as low a profile for the Clippers as they can. You know what I mean? Um, But also Minnesota scares me because they were, they, they took the nuggets GM. He went over there and they're literally built to defeat, Jokic like that's what they and it's a point of pride between franchises Minnesota wants to beat Denver real bad and has been building their team accordingly and also man OKC's real fucking good OKC's scary they've kicked our ass twice so I those are the teams that are kind of scaring me out of the West I'm not scared of the Lakers they'll implode I'm not scared of Golden State they are imploding and have been all season I think uh, it's kind of wide open but here's what I will say as a Nuggets fan And why it's I'm blessed to live in an era and a city where Jokic is playing. I don't really fear anyone in a series. Head-to-head, I'm scared of teams. They can beat us on any given night. You give that man, who I think is the best brain in basketball, a couple of games, three best out of five, we're going to win. He's going to figure out a way. He's going to take a look at what you threw at him the last game and tweak and adjust. And so as a Nuggets fan, like I'm – I feel real good in a series against anyone.
3: He does. Jokic does remind me like LeBron playing against uh, end of his heat years, second stint with the Cavs, where he's like, I have all the tools in the world. It doesn't matter. I will um, use these tools as needed to do whatever. Like if I need to score 50, I'll score 50. If I have 20 assists and shoot 12 times, that's what I'll do. Um, I'm I I'm with you. I'm I guess you have to kind of give an honorable mention to Phoenix too, but I think Phoenix is so fragile. Um, that they're they're probably not a real. I, I'm with you. I think Clippers are. I mean, these guys are in LA, and they would know better than than me. But Clippers I'm seem very pro
2: Clippers for sure. I yeah, I don't know about Benner. Benner might.
1: Uh, sorry, well, you know me. I did not want the Sixers to get rid of James Harden. I think that is one of the yeah. dumbest moves they. Have ever done um and all it took was firing daryl Morey and letting nick nurse talk to james harden for a week and maybe it could have worked but i mean when that trade happened people were clowning the clippers for making that move and then five games in he's just been fucking all-star james harden again
4: yeah i always think james harden is like kryptonite for a team because he just seems like such a fucking head case like problems follow him everywhere but dude with the clippers he's yeah, he's looking real good, real dialed in. Jamel, is that your team, the Clippers?
2: Uh, no,
4: you're a free agent.
2: Oh, I like the Washington Wizards.
4: Oh shit! Okay. He's effectively a free agent. <laughs> yes. So then you know my Nuggets pain. I mean, Wizards have been a punchline for years, dude. Like that's. I feel like
2: that's... yeah, we have been, and it was. I, I don't know. I was thinking about it historically, like who had it worse, and I would still say us.
4: You got yeah. That's true. We at least you whole had the
2: video of Matumbo.
4: Clutching like, the ball, rolling around yeah, on the we floor. we didn't
2: even have that, bro.
4: You know, we also had Mello and Iverson at the same time. I mean, that was a pretty fun combo. And we got to the Western Conference Finals where we always got smoked by the Lakers. So, like, we've had some better eras than the Wizards, for sure. For what sure. do
2: you think – what would you do if you were the head of the Nuggets, you own the Nuggets – Obviously, Jokic is the best player and he wears number 15 and his jersey is going in the rafters. Do you acknowledge Carmelo at all? Do you try to patch it up and say, hey, yeah, you asked for the trade, but come on. We had some good times.
4: Ah." That's how I feel, dude. I'm not a Melo hater at all. Like He was so such a big era of Nuggets basketball. And then he did ask for the trade. And then he went out. But it's like, dude, he was drafted two behind LeBron. And he was watching the LeBron show. And the Nuggets weren't getting it done for him, so he tried to get out and go somewhere else and win a championship. You can't really begrudge a player that. But every time the Nuggets are trying to pull Melo back in and be like, he'll say some dumb shit like he did on his podcast, it's like nobody gave him the jersey. They didn't give Jokic 15 to spite your ass. He was the biggest kid in Serbia, and they number the sizes from 1 to 15. That's why he wore 15. Like So Melo just keeps burning the bridge, and it's just kind of stupid. Like, I would love to have two fifteens in the rafters, but then he keeps saying stupid shit, and you're okay, like, well, you're you never would. as big as Jokic. You won a championship. You can't be as big as he is in this city. You didn't get it done. Like, what do you expect? Hmm. Open to two 15s, though. But size differential. Jokic has got to be a bigger 15.
1: <laughs> One's a bigger 15. And there's
3: a, little, yeah. there's a littler 15 yeah. mellow right hey, next that's
2: to it. Tr- that's physically correct.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, all right. I'm going to read you Dude. the full trade for Melo because I think what Melo did unintentionally was cause such a ruckus that he forced the Knicks hand, which I think was very helpful for you guys in hindsight. But you guys gave them Melo, Phillips, Sheldon Williams, Anthony Carter, and Ronaldo Balkman, wow. And you got... Wilson Chandler, Raymond Felton, Danilo Gallinari, Timofei Mozgov, a Knicks 2014 first round draft pick, the Warriors 20 sec, 2012 second round and their 2013 second round and $3 million in cash. I think because he was such a caused such a ruckus, it honestly kind of accidentally helped you guys not get as f- like fucked as you could have been in your future. Um, it feels like there's probably who- some interconnected pieces or sliding doors to get you to this current team in some way.
4: I mean, I guess they had to blow it up and build it back up, right? Like, I wonder who that 2014 draft pick was. I'm curious
1: about that. (laughs) It was a second rounder, wasn't it? I think he said it was a first rounder. Oh, was it a first rounder? I was going to say if it was a second rounder, it might have been Jokic. During the Taco Bell commercial, you know about that? (laughs)
4: That's so great.
1: I Um, wish they named, he gotten a nickname.
4: It was that year. It was
3: that year. They, but it was they a drafted. first round. Yeah, it no, he, he was us it was they they gave them their first round pick, but um yeah, let's see. 2014. They only had one, they must have traded it again. Devin Marble? Does that sound like a name you remember? <laughs> not, at Marble, not at all. Devin Marble.
2: Devin Marble sounds like a child magician. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. Um, it's like a kid who does puzzles on YouTube.
1: Right. It's a kid that does marble races on YouTube. Have you seen that yeah. genre of video? Hi, I'm Devin Marble. <laughs>
3: Why um, does Devin I'll Marble get
1: 60 million views?
4: God damn it. <laughs> Devin Marble is uh, me. Let's see.
3: 2014, they drafted Gary Harris. Yes. Yeah, sure. yeah. Yeah. Doug McDermott that you traded to Chicago. Nuggets
4: played ahead of Jokic
3: for a while, and then yeah, yeah Devin Jokic, Jokic. Devin Marble, who was traded to Orlando.
4: Wow, wild! So it wasn't a direct like that didn't really get us Jokic per se, but you're right in thinking that it's like all right, it was the end of the mellow experiment, the end of the era, and the Nuggets totally started refiguring everything at that point. But again, they didn't know what they were getting in Joker. For I mean, they they knew something was there, but they didn't realize. This dude was going to become, you know, arguably the best player in the modern era. Like, they, had, they didn't know that.
2: You know what's crazy? This has happened a few times. I think everybody realized how late we were to see Arvita Sabonis. And then, kind of from that point, everybody's taking a chance on the best big man overseas. And once every, like, eight or nine years, it works. And then the other eight or nine years, it's like, please send this man back to Barcelona. Why did you bring him
4: here? <laughs> Real Madrid f- should be for soccer and nothing else.
2: Yeah. I can't believe y'all showed us this guy.
1: Uh, Devin Marble last played professionally in Israel. I hope he's doing okay. Hey.
3: Yeah. baby.
4: Dude, my mom, who is a big Nuggets fan, sent me a picture of this today. You remember Will Barton? He played for the Nuggets? Of course. Do I remember Will Will Barton?
2: Do I have his mixtape still saved on my Spotify? Yes.
4: Well, his mixtape is about to get way crazier because he just signed with CSKA Moscow. That sounds like a Will Barton move. Will would go to Russia. Dude, can you think of a worse place to go (laughs) right now than Russia? Like, oh, fuck, dude. You're playing in
3: Mont. Jesus Christ. I
2: wonder if he made it – like, nah, y'all got to pay me on Venmo. Like, <laughs> sure that,
4: like, are we sure that's not like
3: – are we sure that team's not like the Russian version of the Harlem Globetrotters that's like inter- entertaining the troops or something on the front lines as well?
4: Yeah, no – he might have just gotten drafted into the Russian army. <laughs> like, he's going to be in <laughs> Kiev in a couple weeks.
1: Uh, we said we needed a shooter, so <laughs> – <laughs> oh, no. oh, no. Man, if he's- yeah. yo.
2: Imagine Happy showing trails. Up practice, you're like, hey guys, practice is here, and it's a Call of Duty map. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: Adam, before we wrap it up, I want to ask you a question, because I, I had one experience in Denver. When I first drove out from Philadelphia to Los Angeles, when I first moved out here, we stopped in Denver on our way to, to visit a friend for a night, and something happened that... Um, in the intervening years, I'm like, I don't know if I, this was a fever dream or I, I or I, I, I just imagined it, but it was one of the more surreal things that happened on that road trip. We went to, did John Elway own a chain of bagel shops? No, not at all. He owns a chain of um, steakhouses. He's he got owns- like fancy
4: steakhouses <laughs> and, he, and some- he's got car dealerships. Yeah.
1: Got it. I mean,
4: Did you we have a bagel at a car
3: dealership and thought it was a <laughs>
1: <laughs> Well, no. We went into a bagel shop in the morning on our way out of town, and I swear to fucking God, John Elway was just standing in the bagel shop. Hell yeah. Um, and he was wearing, you remember Zuba pants? He was wearing Denver Broncos Zuba pants. <laughs> what, and I'm like, what year is this? Is that possible that that happened, or has my memory just made that over time? I
4: mean... Sure, anything's always around, dude. He's he lives here. He's he lives in he's a Denver guy. You see him sometimes. Uh I, I don't know about the Zuba pants. I don't know about the bagel shop, but I like the details a lot.
1: It seemed like he was like waiting around too long, like he wasn't waiting for food. Like maybe he was like making sure someone was counting the register out correctly. I don't know. Maybe he was just waiting to be recognized, dude.
4: He
3: just wanted he needed to pick me up that day. Yeah. He's wearing the Broncos pants.
4: What if he
2: was Isn't doing
3: it? Fair is it fair to describe John Elway as a human version of like a caricature drawing that you get in like Central Park? Yeah, the
4: the Sklar brothers who are friends of mine have the best joke. They're like every year as he ages, John Elway just becomes more and more like the Broncos logo. He's just turning in <laughs> to the Broncos logo. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's pretty perfect, man. Just they eventually to... they're going to
3: like make him sit in like the uh, the airport, like that horse out there. Just like oh, in yeah. the runway. He yeah.
2: duo of teeth. The coach had crazy teeth, and he had crazy teeth, too. Mm. You don't see that often.
4: Yeah, yeah a lot man. of teeth. Guys, I bombed in front of John Elway last year hard. And I have oh, yeah. I have a whole fucking— Surprised
3: he didn't sign you to be a quarterback then, am I right? <laughs> oh.
4: I have a whole story about it, but I basically, like, his chain of dealerships— hired me to be the talent for their fucking Christmas awards, gala banquet. And it's like your classic corporate gig went five hours, then a band played then they bring me out and I just fucking ate it so hard in front of my boyhood hero until I told one dirty joke, which they had told me not to do, but I was like, fuck it. I'm bombing. Elway's there. I need to get this dude to laugh. So I told a dirty joke and he's just like, ha, just did one like man laugh and then i was like all right and then i got out of they wanted yeah. me to do 45 Art, minutes man. i did 19 i did 19 <laughs> minutes oh <laughs> that's how hard Understand. i bomb
2: get one yeah
4: get gone fucking a. I, at least i went out on a laugh and it paid really good but i don't think they're booking me next year dudes
2: it's quite all right you played the hand you played the hand you were dealt man
4: i'll go to i'll go to Jokic's christmas party next year and crush Yo, you I'll just do Serbian folk it. tunes. Yeah. He'll love it. Let me tell you about
3: the time I saw your brother's dick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you uh, where you didn't bomb. Uh, it was in wallpaper you killed. That is a great special. People can find it on YouTube now. Is there anything else you want to plug besides the Growlix Save the World?
4: That's it. I just want to say support those Denver Nuggets any way possible. Just get out there and support our Denver Nuggets, everyone. Thanks
1: for letting me talk about them. Of course. Jamel, Peter, anything you want to uh, plug before we wrap up?
2: Uh, I think I'm going to be in Denver the 420 weekend. Just stay tuned for details. Hell yeah. Catch me at uh, the Wolfpack dispensary mm-hmm. in Aurora. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nope, I'm good okay <laughs> well <laughs> thank you guys for listening check out jamel the wolf dispensary on 420 and uh we love you bye